0: I am your host, Lydia T. Blanco, and I am so excited for this stop on the Get My Life Tour. I am in Harlem, but you know what? There is so much love from the East Coast to the West Coast, contrary to popular belief. And I am so excited because today on this stop of the Get My Life Tour, I am speaking to someone who is near and dear to my heart. Who would have thunk? And I love saying who would have thunk. But who would have thunk? That a year ago, or no, not even a year ago, earlier this year, my life would be changed and transformed by this impactful force that I met in Las Vegas. You know what happens in Las Vegas tends to stay in Las Vegas, and I'm so glad <laughs> <laughs> that she did not. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on today's stop of the tour is Lisa. Lisa. Frank for aka Fancyfied
1: oh. beep, beep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she's Haitian so you know it's gonna be lit
1: oh my goodness Lisa welcome to the Get My Life Tour thank you thank you for that wonderful intro you know you hold a special place in my heart so I'm equally honored Yes. And you know what?
0: I most definitely am going to give you your proper, your, your proper due. So if you did not know, and you probably know her by the name Fancy or Fancyfied, but I'm going to just call you Fancyfied for the sake of this <laughs> conversation, because for
1: some reason, calling you Lisa sounds so weird to it, me. You know what? When you said it, I was like, ooh, I just, it sounded, it sounded off because truth be told, like, okay, yeah, 100,000% Fancyfied. But my people, my loved ones call me Fancy, you know, so it was like, um when you said it, I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, like, oh wow, that is she, my name. She called me the government. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know, I gotta, you know, let them know that you're a credible source. Oh, true, true, um, true. I'm a real person. <laughs> but, you know, she's fancy out here in these streets. Okay. Amen. And you will you will find out on this stop why she has earned the name Fancy. Um, it's not just some cute, light and fluffy name. It's not just you know, a moniker because of her extreme and radiant beauty, but it is truly who she is at her core. So without further ado, Fancy is the founder of the empowerment lifestyle brand, Fancy Five, and her envision, her vision, excuse me, is to scale empowerment globally. Fancyfied is an empowerment lifestyle brand whose vision is to scale empowerment globally. The mission is to help people harness the power of positivity and unity to create new and favorable possibilities. Her values are to uplift, empower, unite, and inspire. She is also the lead strategic partnerships at Next Play events and is the resident moderator. And fun fact, she is known as the Oprah of Tech. (laughs) <laughs> yes she is and with all you know with all due, like it is well deserved okay I'm, mm. I'm like I'm interjecting myself in your bio because I just gotta let people know how dope you are I love you. right like I never stay on course they know uh, welcome to the get my life tour y'all um and she has led strategic partnerships for a number of organizations she started off as a fashionista fashion director <laughs> and you know, the the most exciting thing for me is that she is a woman of her word. She is a motivational speaker. She is an empowerment coach and a personal branding expert. Fancy, welcome to the Give My Life Tour.
1: Wow. Damn, that was quite an intro. I'm having, I'm like, ooh, this person sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just so happens to be you. I was
0: that. like, wow,
1: this is, this is. Thank you. Oh man, you touched my heart. I swear, I swear. Can I just really quickly pause and tell them, um, you know, when we met, how significant it was? Because I feel like that's critical, and I think that sets the stage around why we have bonded um, so 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 deeply, so quickly. Yes. You know, um, Lydia, we we were at a conference, Women of Power, orchestrated by Black Enterprise, and you know, it was a it was a chance encounter, absolute serendipity, because. Quite frankly, uh, I wasn't supposed to be there, you know, like LinkedIn, um, my former employer, uh, shout out to LinkedIn, they had uh, uh, our diversity, their diversity team had decided that this was a conference that uh, we needed to be present at. And so a cohort of about 30 or so of us were selected. There was an application process. We were selected and um, we were, I was based in New York. I worked out of LinkedIn, New York. I'm from New York, our body. So uh, represent, because I know you're on the East Coast. You're in my old, my old stomping grounds, the NYC. So um, right. shout out to y'all. But you know, LinkedIn uh, selected a cohort of about 30 or so black women in particular. And I happened to be one of them um, by the grace of God. And so I, and this cohort was shipped out, shipped out. That sounds terrible, but you know, flown out better yet. To, uh, <laughs> flown yeah, out, flown, flown out to, to Vegas and um i remember during the conference you there was a um a conversation that you had um you had you had uh, you were interviewing you were conducting a very powerful conversation and i got so like i was moved by you i was like "Ooh, look at this is doing a damn thing and i had sort of you know made that note and then indexed it in my mind and then i don't know maybe a couple days later we happened to be in the hallway like like going in opposite direction two ships crossing in the night (laughs) um and i went up to you and i said oh my gosh I just want to acknowledge you. I thought that you did such a phenomenal job, and it's so wonderful to see, you know, a young sister doing the damn thing. And um, I think you had complimented me on my outfit or something like that. Yes, okay, so pause. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we were two ships
0: passing in the night. But y'all, okay, you probably hear her bangles right now, her jewelry. (laughs) I don't know if it's her earrings or her bracelets, but this is how fancy... She is, okay? So we're passing one another in the hallway, and I literally see this woman in her ensemble blowing in the wind. I was like, who is this woman being carried by the wind? Her hair was flowing. She had on these elaborate earrings her outfit was on point I can't remember what color you were wearing I think you had on burgundy I did have on burgundy
1: I had on a burgundy like catsuit and it had like um like you know what sort of, like <laughs> like 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 um like these uh sheer sheer sleeves yes. that had a hint of like burgundy as well and then I had these gold not to be, you know, brand dropping, but I did have the YSLs on, you know, you know how we do. Okay, it. And okay, okay. And I had a gold snake necklace, and the, the 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 head the head of the snake is like um like topaz, which is my birthstone.
0: You know, okay. So she described her vibe to you, and I most definitely picked up everything she was putting down as she walked past. So she's looking at me, I'm looking at her, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, she is. So beautiful. Oh. So you stopped and t- you stopped to talk to me, and I was just like, so tired with the day. I mean, I my but you had yellow on. I remember. Yes, that was the day I actually introduced. Oh my goodness! Why is my memory failing me? I remember what you had on, but I can't remember this right now. Right? This is this so is funny, horrible. but I remember
1: what you had on too. So it goes yes. to show you that neither both of us ain't shit, <laughs>
0: right? You, okay? So there it was.
1: I had the opportunity, <laughs> like you
0: said that, and it most definitely triggered my memory. Which is horrible. No, it's just great. I'm glad that it worked. I had the opportunity to introduce Stacey Abrams, which was like, she was super lit. It was it was incredible. I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like on a thousand. I had been up since the crack of dawn doing makeup and my hair and all this other stuff. And I saw you and I was just like, who is this? And you stopped me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. We started talking about Transform Her and all this right, sort other of stuff. Right, yeah. And how we were going to like stay connected and all this sort other of stuff. And people say that all the time. But there are most definitely frauds out there amongst us. Okay?
1: Yeah, but Fancy um, 5 don't fake jacks. clearly clearly if I said it I meant it hello Mm. and
0: I appreciate you because you most definitely are a woman of your word Mm -hmm. and you spoke life over me at such a critical time because Mm. often when I'm working I am just working to get the job done but also you know excellence is the standard but I'm never worried about who is watching me while I'm working Because I'm like, let me operate at a high vibration and get things done. But you saw me and it felt good to be seen in that moment.
1: Mm.
0: But yes, her outfit was popping, y'all, clearly. (laughs) Um, And I was just blown away by you. And then we've had these divine encounters
1: Mm, numerous times, right? And just have
0: been able to build on this relationship. But... One of the reasons why you're here on tour um, as I'm in Harlem and you're in Oakland is because our world our worlds have collided in such a meaningful and impactful way that I really wanted people to hear from you and see you because you've been doing your thing, okay? It is an honor to have you here on the Get My Life Tour, but the way that I have been transformed by our experiences and relationship is the way that I want people to similarly experience you. I say similarly experience you because I'm selfish. Y'all know that, but um, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. But I I really um, believe that women need to hear from you. So thank you 10 times over for being here.
1: Well, thank you, Infinity, for having me and being so loving.
0: You are. You are so welcome. You know, I could have a love fest with you all day, but as you take center stage today, what we are going to talk about is so important, and it is how to have non-negotiable confidence and build authentic intelligence. When I think about who you are and how you show up, it is so vibrant. It is so authentic. It is so strategic. But your confidence is Mm. unshakable. Yes. And I've been so curious um, about your journey to fancy and being fancified and having this unshakable confidence, which to me, I see as faith. Oh. In force, and in power. So as we take center stage today, and as we talk about that, I I I hope that you begin to take notes as you listen to this, because this woman is infamous oh. for dropping gems oh. that you can actually take somewhere in exchange for currency, oh. and not currency, you know, in a U.S. dollar or a ruby or anything like that, but currencies that will really make your life more wealthy. Mm. So listen with your heart today and really take this moment to be open to being the best you possible. Mm. Wow. So, you know, Fancy, I've given you this great introduction. I've talked about how unshakable you are and consistent you are, but in your own words, who is fancy?
1: Yeah, well, I think um, I'm really grateful that, that I have the opportunity to, to, to speak to this because, you know, who, who is fancy fied, I would say, right? Because mm-hmm. um, the truth is that when you read my, my, the vision, my vision is to scale empowerment globally. And my mission is to help people harness the power of positivity and unity to create new and favorable possibilities for themselves and others. And my values are to uplift, empower, inspire, and unite. That is the essence of who I am and when you talk about authentic intelligence it's how god speaks to you it's it's what god put you on this earth to do and i want to just acknowledge a higher power because you can't tell me that given how harmonious the entire ecosystem is and all of the the you know the biodiversity that there is that there isn't a higher power who's orchestrated at all so that's just a quick sidebar and i just want to you know in the vein of being authentic when you're when you're authentic like when you are genuinely who you are you can rattle out what You stand for and the essence of who you are my my vision my mission and my values are the crux of who i am and that has taken time to 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 extrapolate to excavate literally mine those those inner gems you know i think that similar to to the earth like there are diamonds and rubies and 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 sapphires and so forth i think that the gems within us are the the um things that define who we are Mm -hmm. and everyone similar, everyone who has, you know, everyone on this earth has a unique genetic makeup. And with that unique genetic makeup, I believe that there is a unique value proposition, which means that only you can deliver this to the world. And I have what's called the three P's, which is passion. You know, this is this is the first phase in unearthing who and what you were put on this earth to do. You start to see that you have these um, you know, you're attracted to, to certain things. If you're, let's say, you're a chef, you know, at your core, it, when your authentic intelligence is realized, you are a master chef. So it starts with passion. Maybe you're a kid and you start to like, you know, whip some shit up and and you know, start to feel like when people eat your food, really inspired and invigorated. You know, that's a, that's an indication that that's something that you need to explore because it could very well be what you came to this earth to do. So from passion, there goes purpose. You know, you start to see wow in the in the example of the chef, my food when people eat it, people just get so like happy and it's just this euphoric experience, you know, dare I say orgasmic experience. And so you start to see your purpose. Your purpose is moving people in that capacity. And then this is the most important part. From purpose comes providence. Providence is God's promise to you. And when you are living your purpose, which means that you are contributing to the world and doing what only you can do and enhancing the world in a way that only you can do, that is when God's promise to you is realized. And that is by definition, authentic intelligence. You know
0: what? You're not gonna drop the mic this early, <laughs> <in>? <laughs> on this stop of the tour. Like you, like come on, <laughs> really? It's not well, an accident. <laughs> it's not an accident. My goodness, you have had this incredible journey back mm. to yourself. Yes right that's what i think of when i think about your journey to fancified and i don't know all of your journey but what has that looked like what has getting back to yourself looked like when you talk about purpose
1: you know in summation i'd say i had a very volatile upbringing you know like um i you know i went through a lot of trauma quite frankly and um you know luckily i had people in my life you know like um my uncle mario he's gonna hear this he's gonna be so happy but well, my uncle Mario in particular, I'll use him as an example. Like, I think that, you know, and I, I want I, the reason why I'm getting so spiritual is because I think at this point in my life, like I've seen, you know, I've seen um, I've seen divinity. I've had divine intervention um, and I've been able to realize, like, like actually see it. The highest form of maturation is interdependence, which means that, yes, you yourself have the capacity to function on your own. But, uh, you know. The collective is more effective and more powerful than the individual, and as a result, interdependence speaks to that like uh, symbiotic relationship amongst you and others. And so the reason why I call that out is because I also think that there's this connection in this interdependence with with God and, and that higher power, whatever you call that higher power. So there's a lot of faith that I put in this higher power because I've seen how the divine intervention has led me to make decisions where I had to jump off the cliff. You know, like Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, says that jumping when you're an entrepreneur, jumping off, it's like jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down. And I think that that's a great analogy for life in general, because I've had to jump off the cliff a number of times, which requires an inordinate amount of blind faith. Having a volatile childhood experiencing trauma having traumatic experiences, you know, is a part of the, 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 the deal. You know, saying when, when your spirit comes into this world, pain is a part of the process, right? Maybe I should add that to the piece so people could recognize pain is inevitable. The Buddha says pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And that is why Fancy Fight has become who she has become, a person who strives to not only speak about it, but, but be about. It. I say that because that's essential essential if you want to realize your truest and highest potential you need to walk the walk how have
0: you been able to grasp all of what you've been able to share and work towards building your confidence especially as someone who's had a traumatic upbringing and has faced adversity you know on one of my earlier podcasts um or earlier episodes, I talked about getting back to the dreams of your childhood. And I talked about how early on, we know exactly who we are, but it's really hard for people to receive who we are authentically. I was a very rambunctious child. I knew everything that was going on. I was a reliable pr- reporter early on. I knew I wanted to be a host and this and that. And people were like, okay, can you sound? Okay, yeah, Can you be Same. quiet? Same. And I'm like, actually no, I cannot. Like mm-hmm. something inside of me is just on fire for this. And it most definitely has manifested into this and so many other things. But there was an area of my life where I became extremely discouraged. And it was because I was so beaten down. I internalized a lot of what was said to me and I couldn't operate at my full potential. And it really messed with my confidence. But as you talk about, you know, your experiences, how did you get to a point where you were building up your confidence
1: resolve right resolve
0: and i'll say this
1: um you know i think okay so there is a there's a there's a philosopher a contemporary philosopher called joseph campbell and he wrote a book um he's the person who coined the phrase follow your bliss right and he wrote a book called um what was it called um i think it's called a hero's journey and essentially what he was what he was saying is and i recommend that you look this this person up because he has a very, um, I think, uh, sensible and and like accessible way of recognizing the role that we play in our own lives. And so, Lydia, what I mean by that is, you know, how did I how did I not become a victim of circumstance? So many of us fall asunder. So many of us fall victim to um, our life our life circumstances. Um, you know, I, I knew early on that not only was I rambunctious, I was extremely headstrong. My mother said when I was, she was pregnant with me that I would be moving in her stomach like, like so much. So you got it, Lydia, you know me, you know how fancy popping off. Anyone who sees me, like if we ever go out like partying, whatever, I'm, Jumping up all night long. I'm not even doing dances per se. I'm just kind of jumping up. I just got mad energy, suffice to say, right? And so, like my mother would say that I would be moving around and and her stomach when she was pregnant with me so much so she's like, I knew, she you were gonna be a mover and a shaker because I couldn't get you to stop moving in my stomach. Like you just (laughs) like you were popping since then. And I was like, hey, I mean, look, I came to this world. I got you know, I got shit to do. So, anyways, um resolve I said it again I, I said it earlier the point I'm making is that like you know we all have like natural tendencies and it's important to pay attention to those natural tendencies because I knew as a child for example that I was a leader I knew that like people I was influential and with that comes you know leadership you know people when they they want to follow you you know you sort of get thrusted into this like I'm going to have I'm going to direct you so that just I, I was very natural in that and I was extremely, um, how do you say? I was extremely, there was a lot of conviction around not conforming. And so I have been observing these behaviors, these, this, these, these testaments of determination and, and um, certainty in, in, my, in my character. And so when people would try to, like, I'm Haitian and I grew up in a household better, better seen and not heard and all these things, I never um, subscribed to that. Like, I just refused to accept what people would impose upon me. And not to say that I didn't have my, my issues. And I was married for, for almost 13 years and I got married really young. Like, you know, I met my husband, my ex-husband at 23, got married at 25. And you can imagine like the, 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 um, evolution, like we, as you know, new adults, there's, there's a transformation that happens with that. A lot of times, you know, people are single because they spend time developing themselves. Right but I didn't have that Mm -hmm. luxury, so to speak. I mean, I sort of fell in love and I just on a whim jumped off the cliff, which is clearly a uh, pattern in my life, got married and it was not a good relationship. There were a number of red flags and I should have got it out earlier, just a quick sidebar. But the point is when you're sharing a life with someone, it's very difficult to develop yourself individually. And that was very confronting Mm -hmm. for me. It almost killed me quite frankly. Like there was a time in my life where I was like, I don't feel as though I've realized my fullest potential and I was internally internalizing that failure I was like 27 years old and it almost culminated like it was I had suicidal thoughts and I was like oh my god you know I don't deserve to live and all these terrible thoughts running through my mind and this is also important to your audience because this speaks to how you know when you are living you know circumstances that are not necessarily what you envision or are misaligned to what you intended, you know, it's very confronting. This is like a turning point. You're at a crossroads where you gotta make a decision. Do I keep going down this path of, um, you know, dissatisfaction? Do I keep going down this path of unfulfilled expectations? Many people accept that lot in life um, because it's very, it's sort of the path of least resistance. It's like, you know, you spiral out of control and I had spiraled out of control. And so, you know, that was the, um, you know, how do you, that was the, I was about 27 years old. That was the like my lowest point in my entire life and I had hit rock yeah. bottom and I was in this abyss of despair. So my point in calling that out right is going back to resolve. I knew fundamentally that there were um, I had a lot of strength. I had overcome a lot. I had I had, you know, let me get specific. I had overcome, you know, like I was the first one of my immediate family to not to put the family business out there but i'm just saying you know for example sake um <laughs> you know to graduate to graduate college right like i'm you know i was like the 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 one who in spite of being um told i couldn't do this i couldn't do that i just popped off like i just was like whatever man i just did my own thing and i had such resolve and strength and i remember thinking to myself wait a minute who the who the fuck am i like like who is this person who's like having suicidal thoughts it was like this real strange bizarro you know like battle of epic proportion so to speak in my in my spirit because on one end I was like this isn't who I am like this is out of character for me and on the other end I was like no you know like this is you're not living up to your potential you don't deserve to live in all these things so I'm wrapping up in a nice little bow okay the point I'm making is resolve and knowing who the f you are when push came to shove I realized that I had no choice but to take control. And with control, I started to realize how having a positive mindset, proactively cultivating a positive mindset, could lead to cr- crawling and eventually, you know, walking and eventually flying away from despair and defeat. And that is resolve.
0: That is resolve and that most definitely sounds like a beautiful process but there's so much more that goes into that. How are you able to remain confident?
1: Um, I am very uh, mindful of the fact that there is a higher power that calls us to do good in this world that calls us to with every other species act and function in a harmonious way i am very very clear on uh, god being a a a, 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 an infinitely loving entity because creation is love it's the manifestation of love think about it it's perfection
0: Yes, you've had this incredible journey so you start (laughs) off in the fashion Mm -hmm. industry you went into the tech industry and you still Mm. are there and you you entered and you are going mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. hard, right? You are mm-hmm. at LinkedIn, you're at mm-hmm. Next Play, you are making things mm-hmm. happen, and I have to know, like, how have you remained authentic in all of those spaces, right? Sometimes people wear many hats and they think that they have to become a chameleon uh-uh. in order to uh-uh. fit in. Uh-uh. And it's kind of like, okay, so who Uh -uh. are you now? What's going on? So can you talk about, I know you gave us like the definition of um, authentic intelligence, but can you talk about how you've been able to remain authentic at your core and do that fearlessly? And
1: I think that this is also very important because as I said to you, I knew, you know, from the, you know, from very early on, like I just knew that I was very, um, I had a very uh, strong sense of self. However, there were circumstances where like, I wasn't living that, you know, I wasn't honoring that I wasn't demonstrating or exhibiting that. And so, you know, what I realized is your thoughts create your reality. And so, um, with, with the, the, in, in evaluating and again, like being extremely vigilant with self-analysis, one of the things that I noticed was that when I was when I was who I am, like when I, when I was being who the, who I am, it had the most, I vibrated at a, at a, at a much higher frequency. It, there was a radiance about it because it would attract people to me to go from fashion to tech. Like that's a, you know, opposite sides of the spectrum in many, um, regards, wherever I'm at, I'm there. When I was being my authentic self, the radiance, you know, that, that, that glow, like it just attracted people to me. So I started to pay attention to that. And then. You know, you said something really
0: key and it was being, it's about being present. I think so many people underestimate the value that comes with being present because we're always just passing through or we form habits and we become really good at them. So the amount of effort that. Or energy that is required to complete whatever you know task is associated with that, or show up a certain way, is very low. But being present is so key when being authentic because you just can't because you can't you know, it. show up exactly. If you are being present, that means you have to be attentive and t- tuned in in a certain way so that you are really showing up as who you are so I just really wanted to highlight that and not glance over it because being present and being authentic I believe go Good hand call in out. hand Good
1: call out. you're right because you're not trying you're being right like humans are there's a like humans doing but, but what the I think purpose of being here is like being here being where you are right and so I even said something to that Wherever you are, you're there, so be there. And being there means being who you actually are. And so, you know, with the fashion thing, like I was being who I was and people noticed it immediately. But here (laughs) was the thing. And again, in the vein of being observant of oneself, I could, um, and I still do this to this day. If you ever hang out with me, you'll see what I'm talking about. But I always politicked and got into the hottest nightclubs in New York City. Like Just from the time I was like 15 years old, like me and my homegirls, we would go out and I would always be the one to like, you know, uh, negotiate so to speak with the with the bouncers and I just like oh, I had this knack for doing it and I was so consistent I I saw that as a direction if you will like an indicator that I'd be a good salesperson because if I'm like I can sell Getting us into the club. I those got that has to be transferable in sales and I went from publishing um, To even being an entrepreneur um, To I fell into tech like I, I I fell into tech, but I'm like, you know if I can sell you know, getting into clubs. If I can sell ads in magazines, I can sell software. And that was the best and greatest course correction that I think ever happened to me, certainly professionally.
0: And, you know, as you've been able to make all these deals, you've most definitely been building relationships as well, which is a very high value. Yeah. And one of the things you do as you make a lot of transactions is that you are non negotiable, mm. right? So, how have you learned to be such while remaining true to who you are? I think a lot of times people think about negotiating and we're like, oh, compromise and this and that and all this other stuff. And maybe I have to, you know, look a certain way or dress apart part or whatever the case may be. But how have you been able to? remain non-negotiable as you negotiate, right? For whatever it is. And I'm not even thinking about like the career stuff, right? But just like as a woman, as a black woman who is fancy, you know, and is fancified, have you been able to do stuff? You know
1: what? Um, It hasn't always been so, you know, that is a, that is a skill. Matter of fact, it's a discipline. It's not something that people do naturally because it's uncomfortable to, to stand in your you know, to stand in what I call your strength, right? Like being non-negotiable means that you have integrity. Like I would, you know, meta—I uh, uh, guess metaphorically speaking, like you're, a tree has roots. You know what I'm saying? Like if mm-hmm. you're if you're consistent and you're authentic, then typically integrity, meaning that like you you honor your word, like like you 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 there's character. You know what I mean? Like. Being non-negotiable, in my opinion, th- means those things. It's aligned to virtues, and you know, to your point around many forms of currency, it's one of my favorite lines. But relationship, you know, capital, so to speak, right? I think that when you're interacting with people, there's a certain currency that goes with that. I honor my word. The reason why I honor my word is because I know that if I'm not honoring my word, then I'm not authentic to my mission and vision and values. And this is so critical because the level of intentionality associated with the way that I look at life, you know, it's not haphazard and it's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. non-negotiable because I sat down and I thought to myself, what does me functioning at my highest level look like? What is me?
0: That's yeah. Good. That's real you know, good. I mean, <laughs> No, no, I'm agreeing. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. Like, like, what is, what
1: do I when I'm being the best that I've been, right? What does that look like? And that is when I started to conceptualize and really ideate around my vision, mission, and and values. And with that comes a certain level of obligation around honoring that, right? Like governance. That is why you, you, when it comes to being non-negotiable, that is the foundation upon which. You can discern between what is in line with who and what you stand for, what you are, versus not, okay? And as you honor yourself,
0: you know, you have to honor your passion, your purpose, and your providence, and the pain, right? I know you added that fourth P, right? Um, So now you're P squared. (laughs) But (laughs) how have you been able to honor your passion, purpose, providence and Mm. pain, especially on your journey to being fancified. You know, I know it hasn't been simple and I really want you to go Mm. in on this because this is something that I really want to know and it's something that I'm sure others really want to hear. You drop the philosophy Mm. and I love the way that you honor the most Mm. high but I really want to know how is it that you have honored in self-governed mm. so that this comes first. This is at your core.
1: Wow. I mean listen, a lot of introspection, man. I think that um there's a Latin expression called no shete ipsum. And it's um it essentially no shete ipsum is 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 a um a, a maxim. A maxim. That's probably a better better description of it. A maxim which means that it's like a like you know like a really like a truth statement, a truth statement. No shete ipsa means know thyself, know thyself. Because quite frankly, that is is our duty, you know what I mean? Like that's one of the most significant um, quests that we can be on. And I'm going to circle back to Joseph Campbell's The Hero's, I think it's called The Hero's Tale. Because if you think about society, right, many societies, um, and this is one of the interesting universal truths, so to speak, um, across many societies, there are, are there are stories, right? There are like um, fables that they you know that they tell um, their their the people, right? And with that is is often a, a hero, right? Like King Arthur, you know what I mean? Like has slaying the dragons, and um, you know Hercules um, in in Greek, you know mythology, and and you know Christians, Jesus Christ, you know, like there's this hero, you know, and and with these stories come um how the hero becomes the hero like by definition means that the hero has to overcome and surmount a seemingly inconquerable or unconquerable feat right like nobody's just gonna you know climb up and and save the princess you know and save uh, by killing the dragon like that's a very um intimidating um you know journey But that is, by definition, how you become a hero, and I think that we can draw parallels from these stories. And this is not just my philosophy. This is like very common, you know, common knowledge um, around, uh, you know, folks like like Joseph Campbell, like people who are 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 disciplinaries. There there are a number of people who are disciplinaries of this thought process. So I just want to make it. I don't want to make it seem like oh, this is just fan spot. But I'm synthesizing this information for you guys, and being a part of, you know, recognizing that there's a there's a hero's journey, so to speak, means that you can you can draw parallels to your own life because you're going to have to slay your own dragons. It might it's metaphoric, um, obviously, but you know you're going to have to slay your own dragons. And for me, I don't want to be the victim. You know, I'm not the damsel in distress of my own story of life. Right? I'm the hero. And with that comes the responsibility of having to overcome feats that are seemingly impossible. You know, when I talk about authentic intelligence and being where I am, I am, am very, like, honest around my circumstances and my life experiences because I want to use these life experiences as a lesson, you know, lessons for other people to hopefully learn from my experiences so they themselves don't have to go through the the painful process that i had to go through to overcome and you know you know metaphorically speaking slay these dragons i was in a relationship for almost 15 years and i was i was with my ex for almost 13 years and i'm not going to vilify him per se but i am going to say that like it was not a good healthy relationship and both of us were were definitely guilty of of you know um kind of dishonoring you know the the you know the the vow the vows and i say that because um you know it takes two right like i'm not gonna just be like he did this and da, da, da. but my point is yeah. in the vein of slaying the dragon so in the beginning of this year i found out that he was engaging in unbecoming behavior we had had a number of issues but i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna tell you guys the backstory. we we had had a number of issues throughout our relationship and it was very rocky just not good for either of us. I'll leave it at that. But he himself took it to another level. And I found out January 26th, January 23rd, I confronted him and he basically said, you deserve it. So he was having an affair and he said, you deserve it. And I said to myself, my God, this is a person that I have spent almost my entire adult life with telling me that this act, this violation was, was, was I, had, I had deserved it. Now, if you know anything about me and hopefully people I'll get to meet a lot of your audience eventually and and, and we could build. But if you know anything about me, like I strive to be someone who is a contributor. I try to enhance the environments that I'm in because I'm very clear on my governance. You know, like I walked you through my vision, my mission, my values. I strive to keep that at the forefront of my mind and my interactions with people. This is why people like me because I aim to give as opposed to take. Right. And I'm more I'm very mindful of how I show up. I'm intentional about, about showing up in a positive light and interacting with people in a positive way and leaving them better off after they've encountered me than prior to. Why is that important? Because this motherfucker had the nerve to tell me I deserve it. So with that, what I decided was my whole life was completely turned upside down. And again, in in, in the vein of, of the divine intervention, and this is why I'm such a faithful person, not necessarily affiliated with a particular religion, but just to be, I'm just mindful of like this higher power. And so I happened to come to San Francisco, February 8th, actually with Next Play events. And, you know, um, I had known the the founder um, Leslie Touche, what's good? My, my people's at Next Play, man. That's my family. Um, and they, they, <laughs> uh, they were like, listen, we have a big event. You know, we want you to interview the CTO of the Obama Foundation, um, at Pinterest. And, you know, like two weeks before I had found out about what was going on with my ex. So you can imagine the state that I was in when I had touched ground in SF. I was completely, and not to mention with LinkedIn, I had a seven figure quota, right? Like I was an enterprise, um, <laughs> I was, a, I was an enterprise, um, software salesperson basically and um i was managing a you know multi-million dollar portfolio my job was to double it and i had a million well i can't say but i had a seven figure quota the 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 quarter that i found out what was going on i'm giving you context because this goes to show you the level of like turned upside down like a tsunami right like i just got completely my entire the matrix is starting to crack there was a crack in the matrix that's a good way to describe it Came okay. out here to the bay and you know I had to get my shit together and like it was one of those situations where I was like oh my goodness, this is a um, crossroads I could come out here or I could not I could just be like no I can't do it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm too like vulnerable, uh, you know, I'm too hurt, I'm too whatever, but I wouldn't be my authentic fancy fancified self if I didn't step up to the plate. And slay the dragon of overcoming my heartache and anguish and pain to contribute in a positive way to this world, because Next Play's entire mission and their, you know, the 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 business revolves around um, closing the economic opportunity gap for people of color through tech, helping, you know. Yeah. High tech organizations, you know the LinkedIn's and Microsofts and Twitters of the world, Pinterest, of course, to to, to hire Black and Latinx um, tech talent, right? Primarily engineering talent, and this is a significant um, mission because they're in in tech. Tech has created the most millionaires of any other industry. You know, tech is a multi trillion dollar industry. You're talking about organizations like Microsoft who in and of themselves have a trillion dollar valuation market cap. So my point is that like this is an industry where you know people of color underrepresented groups make up 2 to 6%. And I have been in the industry for 12 years and I'm like the needle has has moved barely like what's up with that. And so next play is solving for those for for, for that issue. Um, But my point is, you know, i recognized that next Play's mission was aligned to fancy Phi's mission right this is in the work that i do at next play and what we do op- an opportunity for me to realize my vision of scaling empowerment globally you know helping the community that i am a person of color like if i didn't haphazardly fall into tech i would not have a 12-year career i would not have gotten recruited to work for LinkedIn nearly five years ago. Like I wouldn't have these tremendous opportunities. I became a homeowner, the first person in my family to buy a house on account of, and not to be like that, but a six bedroom, 3,000 square foot, pool, acre of land the home in New York. Like, come on, as a result of being in this industry. So I was like, Fancy Five, you can't let your personal circumstances prevent you from living your vision and realizing your mission and honoring your values. This is an opportunity for you to interview the CTO of the Obama Foundation and get black and Latinx engineers excited about opportunities at, you know, Pinterest and at, you know, LinkedIn and, and actually, realize the fancy five vision. Right. And so I said to myself, okay, I need to be, um, I need to put my own issues aside and rise to the occasion of the collective. The reason why that's important is because there's this African proverb that says, if you wanna go fast, you go alone. If you wanna go far, you go together. And I want to lock arms with people that are about that kind of work. So when push came to shove, I was able to compartmentalize and put my personal anguish aside to conduct this interview with the CTO of the Obama Foundation and a lead engineer at Pinterest. We had a great conversation. It was a very high-profile event. It was a recruiting event, and it ended up being amazing. It reminded me yeah. that I what it felt to be happy.
0: And you know, pushing through the pain and honoring yourself isn't always easy, right?
1: It was um, the most. It was it the most. Even- it was the most confronting, anguishing, painful, um, and and the most suffering. I had. I had ever experienced.
0: Yeah. And in the midst of heartbreak and transition, how do, how did you, how did you manage to remain unshakable? Because there's so much that goes into the formula of being able to, you know, just pull up your boots um, and work towards the goal of the collective. But how did you, how were you able to do that? You know, I understand leaning on African proverb, but what inside of you was able to get
1: through that. It's hard to remain confident when your heart grows. Oh my God. You know, good people, good people, like good energy begets good energy. This is why it's so important to be intentional in terms of how you interact with people. Because, you know, I'm a person, I give, I'm a giver. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm I, a positive, I'm a generator of positive energy, right? However, um, in that, in that moment in time, right? I use it as an example because I want to show people that like, it's a very, this is what we're talking about here is the, the path of most resistance because it requires resolve. You know what I mean? It requires a determination and an unwavering courage. Um, and so, like, for me, I have, thank God, attracted people like you that are of that mindset, of that ilk. And so I did have, Lydia, a lot of, of support of people who stepped up to the plate to 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 nurture me, you know, to to Mm-hmm. um to, to to help me to he to, to to protect me and 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 um you know, how do you say like like um you know n- nurture me, you know like my homegirl yeah. like you know i 'm gonna give her a shout out she, she's gonna be so happy um my homegirl Josie right like josie uh, lives um you know in California, and she was a part of the people that received me when I came to to you know to the bay, even that time when i um You came earlier in this year earlier in the year so I don't want to make it seem like it's just me You know doing this dola like the next play team even like Brian crazy and and Leslie I had so many great people around me who were like speaking faith into me, you know Uh, Kathleen and of course my uncle Mario like I had people who spoke faith into me and the reason why that's so important is because they say you are the company that you keep and so when I needed you know people to, to mobilize and 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 put and 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 like help me you know i had that like people jumped to the how do you, you know people people jumped to, to to my aid you know like they came to my aid yeah. and like with that i was able to rehabilitate and put things in perspective right this is also very important because if you're a mission based person for example i'm a very mission driven individual i'm very cognizant of the fact that i have a very specific mission mission because i've done so much work to to identify you know i was talking about passion purpose providence right um you know in the pain is the pain is the pain is the pathway (laughs) i hate to have all these p's but pain is the pathway to passion uh passion purpose and providence and i don't know how i know these things but i just i i've been thinking them my my i guess my entire life i've had to develop these these strategies to cope and so again you know when it came to showing up in a way that was that was of service it was very it was on brand for me i hate to say it like that because that sounds cliche but it was it was authentic for me it was authentic for me to be the person who was like i'm not going to focus on my pain and my suffering why this is an opportunity to be um you know, to realize the mission and to, to to contribute and to enhance people's lives and to cultivate an environment where connective tissues being built and bridges are being built, you know, so that mm-hmm. motivated me and I, I think authentic intelligence realized can be surprising, you know, when you see yourself yeah. functioning from that space, you're present, you know, you talked about being present, I was completely immersed, completely present to the to the to the, um, you know, in this event and I'm interviewing these folks and I just had such a wonderful time because I was being who I was destined to be.
0: Yeah. And what advice do you have? What fancified mm. tips do you have for people as they pursue being authentic fearlessly?
1: Um, well, I think the Buddha sums it up. Pain is inevitable. But suffering is optional and the reason why I say that is because this is a very, 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 very difficult path. You know, like I, for example, you mentioned excellence before and like when you're I think intentional about how you live your life, meaning that you give thought behind the actions that you um, take you, you, you know, in, you know, the actions that you take are, you know, you know, how, how. um, the reality that you create for yourself. And I used the analogy earlier around um, being the architect and engineer with, of your life. There's a there's a certain amount of a, there's, a, you know, an infinite amount of agency, meaning an infinite amount of responsibility associated with being the architect and engineer of your life. Think about it. Right. I'm using that as an example because architects, they draw blueprints. They're they're very, um, you know, uh, calculated and precise. They have to be. Because when the engineers step in to build whatever the structure is, for example, when they come in to build the structure, that blueprint is what they 're going to use to create the structure if if there is a um, if there is a discrepancy in the blueprint, then the end the, the, the structure it 'll compromise the integrity of the structure. the structure will not be sound, and so I love that you know that analogy because I want people to understand that if you're going to be an architect, you got to start with the blueprint. You know, when I sat down and, and, you know, this is over years of time I've, I've iterated, but when I, when I created my vision, my, my mission and my values, you know, it took me time to, to, to articulate that. I, I, it just didn't happen overnight. You know, this is something that I've been mulling over and, and, and spent significant like deeply contemplating, you know, who am i i love the analogy of being an architect and engineer because i want people to be very thoughtful with how they show up how are you governing yourself what are the rules and regulations that you are imposing upon yourself to ensure that you're living you're living from a place of authenticity you know when i was confronted with the situation of whether do i go you know in the midst of this crisis do so I go to SF and do I try to do this and what if I fail and da da da? All of the fear, all of the doubt, all of the um, you know uncertainty and and the, the the pain and the suffering that I was in the midst in. If I didn't have a vision and a mission and values, if I didn't come to this earth with the intention of realizing that, I wouldn't have had the resolve to execute and. When I say my life has radically transformed, this is what the first six months of the year look like for folks out there to to, to visualize what I mean when I say architect and engineer, the life that you want. I quit my job. I, mind you, this is like one of the best companies to work for. I quit my job. I, I sold my stake in my house. I got divorced. I moved across country, didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to live. I, 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 you know, thank God, my girl Josie received me. God bless her. You know, she had just bought a house and it welcomed me into her home, so I had a soft place to land, so to speak, when I came out to the West Coast. I shipped my car. I packed up my entire, like, whatever belongings. I had a three thousand square foot house, and I live in a little apartment. I had to pick <laughs> little, you know, little, little things here and there. But the thing was, you know, freedom ain't free, and so I wouldn't be fancified if I didn't do what I did which was break the matrix. And that is because I am the architect and engineer of my life. I am intentional about how I'm living, which is why I'm popping.
0: Okay, well, give us, look, she's popping clearly. Give us the tips that others can implement as they enter the spaces that they've been called to be in, as they, you know, really position themselves to be more confident, right, because there's so many things that shake us, like I said before, Um, and you have so many tools, you have your faith, you have philosophy, you have experience. A lot of people honestly just don't have the luxuries of those experience right and I know some things are optional you can you know opt in to believe or not believe and all these other things right but some people just aren't afforded you know the privileges or the luxuries that you know others may be able to have um, and that is something that tampers with how they show up um, but in you showing up and you taking center stage wherever you go what are some tips that you can share that people can take with them? And they could
1: be super simple. You got to be intentional about who you are. It's not a haphazard process, right? Like, it, you know, one thing that I hope people walk away from this conversation with is the level of self-analysis that I'm conducting on a, on a, on a daily basis. Paying attention to your, your, yourself, paying attention to mm-hmm. like your um, b- behaviors, recognizing patterns, creating a scorecard if you will, around how you're performing in different levels, in different areas of your life. Maybe you have a career, um, you know, a career metric, you know, am, am I happy in my career on a scale of one to ten? Um, you know, perhaps in addition, you know, um, how am I how do I feel about the relationships in my life? Like, what are the commonalities around the people that I get the most joy and have the most joyful experiences with? When I say synthesize, what I'm saying is, um, you want to like gather different ways to measure how things are going. And that mm-hmm. exercise will force you to be like very thoughtful around what's happening in your world. Of know, it's in water. So this exercise will help create distance from you living your life just just you know do human doing versus a human being because you'll be able to observe yourself and with those observations you'll be able to to make changes right the knowing is half the battle so if you know that there's a problem like say for example you recognize that you know you want to lose weight well, you have to first realize that you've gotten past your comfort, you, your, your, your weight threshold. You've gotten past it. You've got to recognize mm-hmm. that, right? <laughs> so in recognizing that's half the battle, the next step to ensure that you're getting to where you want to go weight wise is to change your diet, for instance. That's an actionable way that you can get the outcome that you want. My goodness, you have dropped so many gems,
0: but we have gotten to the point on the stop of the tour where it is time for you to drop the mic. So every episode, we have a mic drop moment where those who are taking center stage leave us with one last thing. You said a lot, and it has been great. I'm sure people are taking copious news, okay, just like I am, but I need you to drop the mic and be like, fancy out okay so from all of our conversation what what is your mic drop moment what is it that you want to leave with us? you know
1: I I've been thinking deeply about how do I articulate the the journey to become who you are destined to be right and you know when I when I um when I created Fancyfied, I want to say when I divine intervention it was literally a situation where it, it came blurting out of my mouth and it was one of those moments where i was like eureka like literally was it isaac newton the apple you know fell on his head they say and you know he was like oh gravity <laughs> um but for, <laughs> Roe, for real like keeping it one thousand one trillion, basically Um, When I as soon as you know I heard fancy fight like it came out of my mouth without me even knowing and I don't know if you've ever experienced that but pay attention to these things right like I want for people Mm -hmm. to be very um, mindful of of how are they showing up there's a level of distance that we must have in order to be self observing In, in order to know who you truly are you have to study yourself I think that it is one of the most noble and and um, valuable pursuits in life because the only way you can identify your 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 passions your purpose in order to car- cross the chasm to Providence God's promise for you right is by studying yourself because you won't be able to determine what is your true, um, calling if you don't pay attention to when you get those feelings inside of. Oh, this is making me happy. <laughs> yeah, you got to know you got to know like you got to pay attention to that. Like, you know, you'll start to see consistencies in 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 what makes you happy and where you feel the most joy. The reason why that's so important is because it, uh, euphoric, you know, you know, obviously there's no such thing as Nirvana um, per se actually no i don't know if i agree with that i think the the buddhists came up you know conceptualize nirvana because it's attainable nirvana is like this state of like you know bliss and Mm -hmm. you know that's why i had mentioned to you joseph campbell's follow your bliss and and the the hero's journey i think it's called i want you guys to, to look into that because understanding that you can be the hero in your own life with that comes such power If you could be the hero in your own life, that means that when you are encountering seemingly insurmountable feats, obstacles, challenges, those obstacles and challenges do not have to be negative. If you change the perception of the obstacles and challenges being bad to being good because it's showing you where you need to up level, where you need to to grow, Where, how, you know, it's creating a circumstance where you get to show yourself that you are ready to go to the next level. And so my, my, you know, to sum it up, I want people to walk away from this conversation with Fancy Five with the understanding that it's our responsibility and our duty to ourselves to pay attention to ourselves, to recognize Mm -hmm. when we are falling short or we are misaligned in terms of who we've declared ourselves to be. Right? When I talk about knowing thyself, how I know myself is that I've created, I've created and I've spent timeless, timeless, you know, hours being very thoughtful and introspective and contemplating who am I, you yeah. know, in knowing who I am when I'm put in a situation where I have to show myself that I'm not just saying this shit but I'm living this shit. I, I, say, you know, I say to everybody who knows the story about what happened in the first half of this radically transformative uh, 2019 year. Now, we're, the first half of the year, the first six months of the year was radical transformation. That was the theme of the year. The second half of the year is manifest intention. Now, the hmm. reason I call that out too is because again, I'm very thoughtful with how I live. I'm not living haphazardly. I pray yeah. to God and I say, God, in the beginning of the year, I said, What's, what is this year gonna be about? You know what i mean like tell me what i should be prepared for and you know all of a sudden radical transformation came to me i knew january 1st that this year would be like no other i knew that it would be groundbreaking i knew that it would be unprecedented i knew it would be jarring tectonic plates would shift i expected that i anticipated that but that's because i asked the question so ask better questions
0: you know (laughs) I value I most definitely value when people ask me good questions and it is
1: it has nothing didn't I tell you didn't I tell you to answer lies in a question so you know on a drop mic moment you know I I know I'm talking about a lot of you know to some people maybe abstract concepts but think about it like this you got to ask better questions if you want better answers if you want better answers then you can change your life for the better Or if you get better answers, you could change your life for the better. So this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to instill a sense of like, I have control.
0: Yeah, and I think we have to ask ourselves some really challenging questions as well. I don't think we spend enough time talking to ourselves. Therefore, we don't know who we really are and what we're fully capable of because we're not in tune with, with who we are. We talk about alignment as if that's a process that's supposed to take place outside of ourselves. Really, it's an internal manifestation of who we've been called to be and everything that is calling out to us is there's so much, you know, reciprocity that goes with that. So I, I say ask yourself better questions. You have had to spend so much time with yourself. Over this last year, and you said it yourself, you know, getting to know who you are and going out with your girlfriends, throwing it in a circle, you know, really being in tune with who you are authentically, but not just to others and how you show up. But to yourself. You know, it's difficult for a lot of people to take themselves wherever they go. Yeah. Um, That is,
1: but that's when I'm the happiest. And, you know, here's the thing like, I want to just really underscore how, you know, I'm happy because I choose to be happy. And being happy to me means being my authentic self. You know, that's why they say in the workplace, right? Bring your authentic self to work. Like, if that wasn't important, then why would it be like a mandate, right? (laughs) Like, why would organizations explicitly say, hey, we're, you know, an organization that values bringing your authentic self to work like my point is um in the vein of authentic intelligence and and i'm gonna wrap it up with this because i feel like i've been going um off so forgive me for you know i was in a pulpit today you know i'm trying to i'm trying to get the sunday i'm trying to get the word out it's sunday over here so we're trying to get the sunday service (laughs) popping um but yeah so like authentic intelligence i consider authentic intelligence the new ai right so i'm in tech so i'm gonna you know get a little bit of like techie jargon but artificial intelligence is uh you know, like the, the, the you know, algorithms, and, and like, you know, deep machine learning that, you know, a lot of technology is being built upon. And it is, um, the reason why artificial intelligence is so powerful is because it iterates, it learns from its mistakes, and it applies those learnings in a way that allows it to consistently optimize. Optimize means that it is getting better you know it's it's up leveling it's it's performing it's increasing the 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 performance productivity and so forth i like authentic intelligence in the I, i like to draw a parallel to um artificial intelligence and authentic intelligence because when you're constantly up leveling you know you're you're constantly getting closer and closer and closer to the core of who you are that is how you live a life of Purpose and 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 achieve or realize God's pro you know God's promise to you, which is you know providence You know that's when you get a Beyonce. That's when you get a Lydia. That's when you get a fancy five
0: I love that. I love that My goodness. Okay number one shout out to you for including me up in that lineup, but it's it's so true It is so true My you said so much and I'm like almost lost for words because you always blow my mind i love you uh, i love <laughs> you too i am because so you know blessed. i speak from
1: my heart that's i think that's what it boils down to like i you know am raw and i'm vulnerable because i think that there's power and vulnerability because i know that there's power and truth
0: most definitely and that's what the get my life tour is all about I'll and look. fancy
1: five certified Mm-mm-mm. you know what I'm not to throw that shit up in there because it's a lifestyle okay and I, I
0: just want to thank you so much for your time. I want to thank you for being so transparent, so vulnerable, so fancified. Yay. My goodness. You most definitely are so necessary. And the work that you are doing it just, it's necessary, it resonates, and it's powerful. So thank you so
1: much for being here on the Get My Life tour. It has been real. I love you dearly. I'm so proud of you. I want you to continue to do um, to do your thing. I want you to continue to live your truth, because the greatest gift that you can give your world is your authentic truth. And that's Fancy Five certified. It has been real. Thank you for joining us on the Get My Life Tour.
0: This stop has been incredible. Our worlds have collided and now our world has collided with yours from Oakland to Harlem. It has been real and I will see you on the next stop. Peace.